we are, another episode of Curious John. I'm going to cheat and know, and actually look at my little computer I have up here, and I'll be able to tell you that this is episode number 53. For those of you that uh, that have been around for a while, I appreciate your continued support, and I appreciate those of you that continue to listen and try to enjoy it. You know, whatever it is that you do, whatever whatever reason that you listen to this podcast, I appreciate you doing so. And hopefully, my goal is that you take at least one thing out of this that you can do positive things with. Because ultimately, what this podcast is, in, in addition to the interviews that are coming, I promise, is life lessons that I sometimes had to learn in a difficult way and because of that i'm hoping that by talking about these things i can at least spark something in your brain that'll do something positive for you because i as i grow older i start to realize that as much sometimes as you want to help people it is 90 percent of the time up to them to decide whether or not they want to create change Right, you can teach lessons. You can teach somebody how to do something, right? The whole teaching a fish thing. But it is up to the individual to choose and it is an active choice to decide to make changes and implement progress. So, with that said, for those of you that are taking valuable things out of this, thank you for listening and supporting. And for those of you that are still waiting to pick up a gem here or there, um Stay along. We'll figure some things out together. One of, one of the things I enjoy doing the most in life is something simple, as simple as having good conversations with people. We're in a time and age where good conversation is so hard to find. I find myself talking to people about the dumbest things because there's no substance behind what people are saying. You all very often get the feeling of, very superficial conversations. You get a lot of people that are very guarded. They, they don't want to really talk about anything personal or deep. And you get a lot of what I call water cooler talk, which I really dislike. I really dislike. I'd rather just not talk to you. <laughs> and that's not because that's my dickish side coming out. It's more so along the lines of, to me, to me, time and life is precious. Time and, and things that, that take away from my ability to do other things that I really would like to enjoy, I would rather not waste that time, set time, on how crazy the weather is outside. Some of you know I take on a tremendous amount of things, whether that's learning stuff, whether that's work, whether that's you know whatever else I got going on in life you know, researching projects and implementing new woodworking techniques and, and electronic techniques and, and thinking about new ways to implement resins and whatever. And it, some of that involves like doing research on online and, and watching videos and, and finding out how people do things and then testing things. And I just think about all the wasted time with pointless conversations. And it's like, oh, just can I get that time back? What can I do to get that time back? Because I would be far more efficient and far more happy with my maybe artistic 
progress or maybe my career progress or whatever. Put that energy into something else and I would be so happy getting rid of the wasted conversations. But now that I've gone to this tangent, let me let me go back. So when I get the opportunity to have good conversations with people, I really cherish that time, especially some of you that are in what I would call um, my circle. Keep a thought on that. It's part of the topic today. So when I get a chance to sit down with people that I have within a circle, within one of my circles, and these are people that I really care for, care about, and when I can sit down and have really good conversations with them, get to know them like on a level where, where some people, most people, if you will, are uncomfortable getting to. Finding out who you are when the, when the lights are dark and all you're left with in your, is your brain and your thoughts and the things that you've been running away from all day. Getting to those things, those are, those are fun. Because it's only when you step up to the challenge of dealing with those thoughts that you sometimes make progress. A good portion of my life has been focusing on not just redirecting energy, but also dealing with the things that I'm running from. That's where I found the greatest lessons for myself. So let me get back on topic. So when I get the opportunity to have conversations with people and really get to know people on a deep level, I cherish those so much. And for me, I can only speak for myself. Like that bonds me to that person far more because we don't have to be vulnerable in life. We live in a time and space where you could be fake and you could fake it till you make it. And you continue to pretend to be somebody you're not. You can have this tremendous male or female bravado thinking you're hotter than you are, or thinking you're more badder than, than the next guy. And you can live your whole life like that. I know people who lie to themselves every freaking day that think of themselves as far more intelligent or far more capable or far more whatever than anybody else. And that right there is what gets them by every day very clear but those people once again when left to their own devices and they don't have a phone and 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 books to distract themselves and and people that to distract them and and work to distract them they're probably not very happy people because those demons are just sitting there waiting for them but let me get back on topic so when I get to have these conversations with people, it's, it's a huge joy for me because I think that when you make a human connection to that level and you can be honest and vulnerable with people and then maybe dive into some of these deep thoughts, you make these greater connections and, you, and you, they become what I would describe as part of your circle. And that's kind of one of the things I want to talk about today. So as as I was talking to you, you know who you are. I'm not going to say names because who knows how people feel about these, me venting the conversations. We were talking, I was talking to somebody and they were telling me how they struggle with boundaries with people. They struggle with the ability to tell people to, to be in their lives to a certain degree, but not too much because you know, whatever, whatever relationship they have. And I 
I don't struggle with that. <laughs> so, not to be douchey, but that's not one of my issues. I am more than happy to tell people to get in their lane and get out of my face. Now, with that being said, let me give you a little bit of my insight. Some of you key-eared people, keen, no, I think the word is keen, keen-eared people would have likely picked up that in 53 podcasts, you likely have heard me say a few times that I treasure my peace and I protect my peace at nearly all costs. We'll eventually get into why that's so important to me um, in a future episode that I'm still working out of my head. But because of that, I have no problem telling people no. I have no problem telling people that um, I'm not okay with that, that I'm not for that, that I'm not interested in, in doing this or that. Like, I have no problem with any of that shit. So because of that, I can sit here and make boundaries wherever I can. And so I was talking to this person and, and they had a they had a struggle with that. And so I, I sat there and I kind of described to them my process, my logic behind how I, I approach life. And, and this, I don't suggest you take these lessons from me as in this is what you should do. These are not what I consider gems. I think there's likely better ways of doing this, this balancing act. But I, I'm going to explain to you what works for me. And take that for what it is, and, and maybe you can do something with it for yourself. I described to this person whom I was having this conversation with the idea that I have about circles and about folders. So when I talk about circles, let me give you maybe a visual that will help you understand this a little bit more. Some of you that remember geology from school, whatever grade you likely had, were introduced to it, and we talk about the different layers of the earth, right? Eventually you have the plateau, you have the, the, the you have like three or four layers before you get to the core. I like to think of your different relationships as a layer in that core. And the core, the core of the planet, the core of the circles really represent like who you are on the deepest level ever. Like levels that either you are afraid to get to yourself or levels that you don't often share with other people. Now, depending on the complexity of your psyche, depending on how complex of a human being, you likely have more layers than others. I've known a lot of simple people in my life that have very basic life needs and don't really live a life aside from those life needs. What I mean by that is saying, I know people that live from a basis of like, well, I got to go to work. Okay, let me go to work. Oh, I got to eat now. Let me eat. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom now. Let me go to the bathroom. Oh, I need to drink water now. I'm going to drink water. Oh, let me get home. Let me drive home. Cool. Okay, let me sit down, watch TV. Okay, let me let me have a beer or something and boom, let me go to sleep. Like they, they live, that's not a routine life. What I mean by that is it's a person that's living based on their basic biological needs. They're not doing anything more mentally stringent, if you will. It's, it's a very basic, impulsive type of lifestyle. 
If you're a person that is very complex intellectually, you likely have more layers. And so keep that in mind when I'm giving you kind of these descriptions. But I tend to think that there are people that fall into your life and every single one of those layers, except maybe some of the deeper levels. You have your strangers who you walk by in, in, in a street, for example. Those people are probably way outside the circle. They're not even close to your circle. They're just way out there. And you're, you're just, you interact with them and you never think about them again. And they just go away. It's like two planets just crossing in the solar system. And then they just don't see each other for maybe a year, whatever. Then you have acquaintances, right? These are, Hey, check out, this is my friend blankety blank, or Hey, this is my friend, whatever. Right. Or maybe you have coworkers that you put in that acquaintance field. And you kind of keep going all the way down. You go to family, you go to, you know, partners in life, you go to loved ones, children. I mean, they all kind of go in different levels, depending on, once again, who you are and their relationship to you. So when I talk about these circles, I'm directly referencing the the the. the depth of relationship I have with that person. And so if you're a stranger, I'm definitely never going to leave you anywhere near the same place that I would like my mother. Just not. And some of that is for protection. Some of that is just because, let's face it, I'm not going to develop a, a relationship with a stranger and I'm not the type of person that wears my feelings on my sleeve. And some of this is protection, but some of it really is just because you can't take on everything in life. What do I mean by that? This is something that I have alluded to in other podcasts, but I think it's been proven now that the human brain can only remember a certain amount of names and, and faces, like connections. Afterwards, they drop off. And I think and to a certain degree, humans are supposed to live at a certain amount of humans, and afterwards, we stop caring for each other because there's just too many of us. And I think it's the same thing with people. You can't be, everybody can't be your friend. Despite what your Facebook numbers are and despite what your Instagram numbers are, not all those people are your friends. You have a lot of acquaintances in life. And some people like to pretend to be far more popular than they are. But do you think ex-celebrity, do you think Drake cares about a very large percentage of his following? Probably not. He probably cares for a handful of those people and then he care, can care less. The rest of them probably either manage, have to do something with his finances or a whole bunch of strangers. So you can't take on the world's worth of responsibilities and worth of friendships. It's a necessary stress. So you need to balance out this layer system. And that's how I do it via circles. Some people, depending on our relationship, depending on who, how we met each other, depending on where we are in life, they're deeper in the circles than others. Depending on the trials and tribulations and the, the, the talks and the vulnerability that we've allotted each other, they sit in different parts of the circles. Some of you that know me very closely are probably really wondering where you are. <laughs> and, and, and that would be incredibly hard to quantify, so don't spend too much time on that. With that said, that's, that's process number one that I would describe to you. And I think I would definitely urge you to think about that concept a little bit because there should be no reason why you're trying to please the whole world. Your Monday through Friday semi-coworker guy or gal likely isn't going to be the person that should be in your inner circle. 
Once again, superficial relationship. If it was somebody who comes over and you have dinner with at your place and you go out with them and, and, and talk about your problems and vent to each other and, and work out and, and they help each other move. And I mean, then that's that's probably deeper into near the core. Right. But if it's just like a hey, I see you Monday through Friday. We talk at the water cooler every once in a while. Nah, you're never going to come over to my house. Yeah, you should probably not have them within the inner layer of your of your circle there's repercussions to having somebody too deep that shouldn't be too deep. But before I make this podcast far too long, let's get into the folders. Folders is a metaphor I used because this person I was talking to was talking about the difficult in dealing with people who were in their life, who were part of the inner circle, but they were not edifying to their life. And you'll have that in your life. A lot of times those are family members. Those are family members who you've shared trials and tribulations with. You have shared experiences. You have a bond that may even be blood. That maybe raised you. But those people themselves might not be the best version of themselves possible. And when that happens... I go to my folder method, keeping in mind that the circle capacity is the circle concept is still there. What I call the folder method is I think of it like a filing cabinet. You open up a filing cabinet, you have a hanging folder there and the hanging folder pertains to everything in those documents. Well, a human is that folder. So you have to quantify what's in the folder. The good, the bad, the, 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 the questionable transgressions, the history, the, the, who that person is. And that folder is going to have to be something that moves and travels in and out of your circles. Based on who they are at that moment in life. And why do I say that? I have somewhat of an experience with this. And, and once again, I'm, I hate feeling like I'm teasing you folks. I just, I feel like in order to get into some of these other topics, I need a different format for this. And I need a different way. I need a whole new episode or I need to experience a different way of, of, of really bringing it into the fold. But I've had experience with people in my life, family members who were very toxic and chose to make a lot of bad decisions and continue to make those bad decisions and it affected everybody around me and in doing so it's difficult to try to make a disconnection with a person that is is still deeply ingrained in your family that'll always be a difficult thing to do and most people can't do it and i I started this podcast by saying I have a hard, I don't have a, a hard time at all cutting people from my life. And that was a difficult thing to try to do at that time. I did it. doesn't last for long. And so I think subconsciously, as I was having this discussion with this person, I figured out this folder method that I was likely using subconsciously without really ever describing it or naming it or putting down to paper. So what I essentially did with this person I would, I would constantly kind of assess them on who they were. And that sucks to do because you never want to feel like you're judging someone. But sometimes to defend your peace, you have to do that. Because nobody in this world, and let me, refer, let me continue to say this, nobody in this world will ever 
be a better advocate to your peace than yourself. Some of you might think that your husband or wife might be a good advocate for your peace, and they will be to a certain degree. But only you know what you need out of life. This is like when your husband or wife are, are wanting to get some food, and you're like, well, what do you want? Well, uh, I don't know. What do you want? And you're like, oh, I want, I don't know. You know, you're never going to know what your partner wants to eat. The same thing goes with what a person kind of wants out of, out of life. And so you will always be your greatest advocate, no matter what. But let's get back on topic. So when I had this family member, I remember just them dealing with different demons throughout their lives. Throughout their life, because there's only one life, right? As far as we know. And at the, it was hard to figure out where they were because there's times where they were good. There are times where they weren't good. And what they ended up having to do is that folder was just a constant assessment of who they were at that moment. And that folder then gets stored in different layers of the circles depending on who they are at that time. You can't just permanently place a person in your inner deepest circle because they're a family member if they're completely and utterly toxic to your lifestyle and they continuously affect your life, your family, your loved ones, it, it, it just is, it, it isn't going to work. Trying to please everybody will take a piece from you. So I subconsciously developed this folder method that I would place this folder representing this family member in different layers depending on how they were if they were doing good it was getting it would get closer to the center the core if you will never in the core but closer and when they weren't doing good that folder would be past the core it would be in the acquaintance level and this is the game you have to play with people and the reason why the folder concept in my brain works so efficiently is because you have to give people, and I, I don't, can't think of a better word, so some of you that are religious sensitive, bear with me, but you have to be willing to give people grace because everybody is at a different place in their lives and you never know when you encounter somebody at what phase they are in their lives. You want somebody to be able to give you grace when you need grace. So if you're in a dark place in your life, you want somebody to be able to forgive you and, and give you understanding at a later time when you get your shit together. And so because you never know where you are in life, where those people are in life, you need to be able to give them understanding and a certain level of patience. Not enough to ruin your peace, but enough patience. I always tell people this boat analogy that there, everybody starts in like in the ocean on a boat and depending how hard you row and how hard you're pushing yourself and how hard you're going you're going to travel further than some other people well you got to give people grace because they didn't have that thing in them that you had to initially paddle and push and go harder they didn't have that they weren't born with that they weren't taught that they weren't they weren't provided with that somehow they didn't learn that along the way and so they are going to reach their end of their trip, the end of their boat trip at a later time than you. Maybe they're going to go over some waves. Maybe they're going to get lost in the sea somewhere. Maybe they're going to have to get rescued and brought back to the right area and then pedal from the rest of there. You got to give people grace in knowing that 
you are who you are based on your experiences, based on your genetics, and based on a lot of other small little factors. But it is a combination of all those factors that have made you who you are today. You can't assume that everybody had those same exact experiences and same exact um, genetics and same thing, same all those same variables that allow you to be who you are and to paddle as hard as you, you've paddled in your life. So because of that, you have to just be willing to meet people at the end of that ocean current or whatnot and say, they'll make it. Don't worry. It'll take some time. They're going to be a little slower. They're going to be little, they're going to take a different road. They're going to go down south and then go around because they heard about some whirlpools that didn't really exist. You got to give people that grace. Unless you want to cut them from your life. But that's a hard one, especially when you have people that are biologically in your inner circles, but aren't edifying enough to keep there. I don't know, folks, this is kind of I'm working this out as I'm talking to you in addition to the conversation I had with this person. And oddly enough, it's funny when you talk to somebody and you create analogies for something that you've never really given much thought for, but realize that you've had like a system of, of implementing things in your own brain for a while and you've never really given it much thought. It's kind of fascinating. And that's what I found myself in doing in that conversation. So that's it. I hope that this was enlightening or at least thought provoking. And I always love the feedback, whether or not it's publicly or through DM or whatever. That's it, ladies and gents. If you guys enjoy this, share it with somebody. If you think this would be great for somebody, feel free to share it. One of the things I've realized as I'm taking different kind of courses, I'm starting to realize that some of the things I'm talking about actually have names and things that I've just always made things up and they're actually real things. But maybe I'll find out that this circles and folders thing is a, is a real thing in psychology sometime. But that's it. We'll talk next week.